Uh, today I want to um, continue to speak in line with our concept uh, that has to do with finishing 2019 strong and starting 2020 big. That finishing this last three months of the year, a theme for the quarter, finishing 2019 strong and putting yourself in a position to therefore start 2020 big and bold. And we said that people shouldn't be, have this mindset that it's just 90 days left till the end of the year, that you come to understand that God can do everything he wants to do in 90 days. And we've got to understand that with God, I mean, during our time of prayer, we'll share this concept that with God, there is nothing like difficulty level. In other words, it's not that with God, some things are a little bit more difficult than others. Uh, everything is simply the same, looking at things from his own perspective. It is the strongholds within our minds that makes us perceive certain things as being difficult and saying that certain things are easier. Now, the definition of a stronghold is a mindset that though it accepts that something is the will of God for that particular person, it also finds it impossible to accept that what it knows as God's will will actually happen and that individual will experience it. In other words, this is how you know that there's a stronghold in the mind of a person or whether you have a stronghold in your mind. Mentally speaking, you agree to something. You will debate and argue over it. For example, if I came here and I said that, you know, these 90 days, right, that is left here, all right, God is unable to do certain things. He can't do it. Now, we know he's a great God, but in 90 days, all right, yeah, God is unable to do this. God cannot do that in 90 days. It will take God 10 years, 12 years, and I start saying that. Something rises on the inside of you, and you say that I know the God whom I serve, I know the God whom I worship, and you will theoretically say a thousand years is as a day, a day is as a thousand years, he can, all right, in a moment, accomplish things that would have taken 200 years of labor to do. That is his greatness. So you argue and you debate on that, and you are right. Then we translate that to your own personal space. And then we say that can God or will God do this, therefore, that your heart is reaching for in the next 90 days, what you know that he's able to do and is his will is, are you therefore going to experience it? And then excuses begin to come. Now, what that means is over growing up, having gone through different experiences, different kinds of teaching, indoctrination, and all of that, certain barriers have been erected all right, in your own heart that resist the idea that certain things can actually happen 
in your life. In other words, that's what Satan or Pharaoh did to the children of Israel. They understood that it was God's will. They saw the power of God throughout the wilderness, the journey there. They saw the power of God. I mean, if you took that power that was used to deliver them out of Egypt and simply equated it to the challenge of them getting into the promised land, it should be a no-brainer. But then just to accept that they were going to be in a land that was flowing with milk and honey and all of that, then the strongholds kicked in and they said that, you know, they we are grasshoppers and they are giants. So how do you know a stronghold is there? You ask a person that, and you say this, and people teach this, that, you know, you know, headaches are easier than cancer. All right? So if you want, you know, to get a headache healed, it's simple, but you know when it's cancer. And then we begin to increase the difficulty level. And with God, headache and cancer are the same thing to him. All right? Growing a limb and causing a cripple to walk, opening the blind eyes and curing migraine, same thing there. There is nowhere inside the scriptures that it looked like God was saying this is difficult to part the Red Sea. Very simple instruction. Hey, you can do that. Put off your rod over the waters there. Tell the people to go forward. Nothing difficult about it. All right. And the power of God was made manifest right in that situation. So it is us, all right, through our interactions there. And I think I said this by the Spirit, and let me just mention it. Uh, some might not have been there in prayer. So you ask somebody and tell the person, well, you know, just in this 90 days, you can get married. And someone says, how is that going to happen in 90 days? I mean, where am I going to meet the man? Or I have not yet met the man or woman. We still have to date. We still have to court. We still have to get to know ourselves. We still have to enjoy All that will take more than 90 days. Look, don't put God under pressure. You understand what I'm saying here? I say, how can you just say 90 days? And then we take you to the scriptures to find the people that got married in the Bible. It took less than 90 days. For Isaac to find the wife, there was no process that you have described. All this process you are talking about is indoctrination, not what you saw inside the Bible. We have seen people that have courted for four years, all right, and seven months, and they broke up in four weeks and seven days. Do you understand here? In other words, length of time doesn't guarantee success in it. Is whether you know how to hear God and you heard right. Are you following what I'm saying here? But we have allowed all these things to get up. And now let's be practical about it. All right? Because we are talking about praying and dealing with strongholds. And when you pull down a stronghold, which means you're praying about specific things from God to happen in the next 90 days. Now, when you pull down the stronghold, you clearly see inside your heart how easy it's going to be for that particular thing to happen. So let's even take the one of spout. You are saying that in 90 days, where am I going to meet the person? Let me just tell you this. Who told you you have not met the person? You see, that thought is not there. It just might be somebody, maybe you're in university, you were in school together, you are very good friends, you have drifted apart, all right, and then that person shows up. I mean, I don't know how many of you were in church when we invited Boys Watkins to come and speak at Platform. That's many years ago. And Boys Watkins now has this thing on Facebook where he went back to the cafeteria in his school and said, 26 years ago, I saw this lady across the cafeteria and we just met and he knelt down there and proposed to her and they connected, all right? Even something happened in this church, I don't mention the name of the person, all right? Because what happened was they went for the reunion of their school and she was in her 40s, right? And when they got to the reunion, everybody was married except two people. And the MC there who was also a classmate 
said what's going on here. This lady, you are not married. This man, you are not married. Oh, yeah, two of you. Join yourself together. All right? And then, they, I mean, I was at the wedding. It was a small wedding. And he said, I was the one that got this thing to happen. All right? And, and he said, come together. He said, what are we waiting for? We, we know yourselves. You're, you, 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 this guy was your brother's, uh, one of his best friends in school. So you've known this chap for 25 years and all of that. So what is the problem? All right? Get together and get married. Now, I didn't even know how the guy looked before that. She came to meet me and she said, you know, there's this guy. What should I say? So how? I mean, I, I looked at her and said, what are you talking about? I even thought maybe there was something wrong with the guy. I've not seen the guy. But when I got to the wedding, I said, come, come, come. This guy, tall, fine dude, very good job. What was to stop being your mind? Oh, is there something that's troubling you? That you mean, what, So what was this discussion all about? That we were trying to fast. I mean, look, look what's going on here. Are, are you following what I'm saying here? All right? And pam, all right, the thing happened. The minute she decided, the ball was running and everything fell away. So the fact that you are saying that it cannot happen in night, look, take that out. Are you following what I'm saying here? If you pull down the stronghold, you'll see possibility. If you get into prayer and all the stronghold comes down, then you will see that getting wine to feed them when wine has finished is as simple as filling pots with water and drawing it out. The difficulty level to get any miraculous thing is very low as far as God is concerned. To part the Red Sea was just to lift up the rod. Is the fact that you don't think that this Red Sea can part and there's something at the back that blocks people, all right, from seeing this here. So when you look at this today in terms of, all right, dealing with these, um, I'm finishing strong. And we have said that you should be specific about the things that you indeed want God, all right, to do in, as, as this year comes to a close. Uh, that you, you pray these specific prayers uh, and bring these things up, all right, unto God, all right, in prayer, in terms of finishing it strong and starting a 2020, all right, big there. And uh, there is a principle I want to look at that I want us to understand as we go forward. And it's a principle of dominion, it's a principle of power, and God gave this promise to the nation of Israel, very specific also with Joshua. In Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 24, he says, Wherever, every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread, shall be yours from the wilderness to the Lebanon. So he said, wherever the soles of your feet shall tread, he talked about the fact that those places shall be yours. And so when Joshua became leader of Israel, in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2, God had told Joshua, Moses, my servant, is now dead, so now arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Then repeated that promise to Joshua. In verse 3, he said, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given thee, even as I said to Moses. So it's every place that the soles of your feet shall tread upon belongs to you. So once the soles of your feet makes contact with that particular ground there and territory, 
it belongs to you. Now they were going to face, all right, the walls of Jericho, and that was this place where going to a big assignment. The walls of Jericho were thick, all right? Chariots could go over the walls. There was no known weapon in the arsenal of any army there that could have broken the walls of Jericho down. And Joshua had this assignment to take Jericho. And so in Joshua chapter 5 and verse 13, while Joshua looked upon the city and was contemplating this strategy in his heart, it came to pass that when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked. And the Bible says, behold, he saw that there was a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said, Are thou for us, for the sword of vengeance, or for our adversaries? And in verse 14, he said, No, or neither. But as the captain of the Lord, of the host of the Lord, am I now come? Theologians talk about this as a pre-incarnate manifestation of Jesus. That's before Jesus came in flesh, he manifested himself to some people. And this is one of the encounters, all right, that man had with Jesus, where Joshua, having heard those words, that I'm not for you or for your adversaries, but as the captain of the host of the Lord have I come, Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And in verse 15, the captain of the Lord host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place where thou standest is holy. In other words, take off your shoes. And what he was saying was, we are going into this battle barefooted. For I have told you that it is where the soles of your feet shall touch. It is not where the soles of your shoes shall touch. But it's where the soles. Put up those two images. One, the, with the, with that, this is the soles of the shoe, all right, protecting the soles of the foot from touching it, all right? So when it's raining and you go out, they say wear something, all right, so that the soles, the current is not, so that it's not the soles of your foot that is touching, but the soles of the shoe that is touching. Now, what's the soles of the foot there? That's what he's saying. So he was saying, Wherever a person comes to me concerning anything and surrenders his shoes to me in that transaction. And so the Jewish people giving up your shoes meant that what you were saying was that from now on, I have surrendered the direction of my life to you. Any step I'm going to take is going to be, all right, you all right, what you would have done in that situation. So when Moses had this kind of encounter in the bush that was burning, he had attempted to deliver the nation of Israel and failed because he had his own shoes on 
and it was his ideas that he was using to try to get it done. Are you following what I'm saying here? We are talking spiritual, now, not physically now. We are not saying that if you take off your shoes and then you walk into a place and say, these soles of my foot have touched this company, it belongs to me. As you are saying that, they can sack you from the company. Are you following what I'm saying here? All right, that's not what we are saying. So Moses took off his shoes and what happened was every decision that Moses made, which means when he faced the Red Sea there, you can change the image now, right? When he faced the Red Sea there, he asked God, what do we do? Which means he was going in barefooted. So he went in and said, it's not going to be my own decision here. God, what are you saying? And God said, lift up the rod over this thing, tell the people to go forward. All right, then they moved from that place and they got to a place where the waters were Peter, and then he asked God, what do I do? This is a person who has surrendered the right to do things in their own self to God, which means they are now walking barefooted, all right, in the realm of the spirit, and when you are doing that, you tread upon serpents and scorpions, nothing by any means hurts you, all right? But if your own shoes are on, which means you do it the way you think it should be done, then you fail. So, they toiled all night and caught nothing, because in the realm of their spirit, their shoes were on. Then they met with Jesus and had this kind of encounter with Jesus. And he took off their shoes and surrendered it to Jesus, Peter. And then he said to them, he said, launch out into the deep. Cast your net on the right-hand side. And as they took, that's what it means, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So he gives direction. So you have surrendered that to God. And that's the transaction. And the person who has this kind of transaction behind anything where it's God who is now instructing you, open up your ears and says, this is what you should do and that's what you should do. Then you are in the realm of the spirit there, right, with so much power, all right, being released by the steps that you're taking. So the first point that happened where the place of real surrender came to Joshua was that when the Lord appeared to Joshua, Joshua said, on whose side are you, Lord? Are you on my side or the side of my adversary? And Jesus said to him, neither. In other words, like Abraham Lincoln said, he said, I'm not trying to get God to be on my own side. When America was going through some crisis, I'm trying to get myself to be on the side of God. So God has his own side concerning the issue. Now, what I want to bring out here before he now got the instructions, and this is so important. I will see this as you go on. It's very crucial. A man, Jericho, is not even really the real big task. The big task, the Bible says, a man that has rule over his own spirit is greater than a man who is, which means rule, which means there was something that Jesus wanted from Joshua. And it was that surrender, that's, that's where the real, the real victory is. What we have on the outside is a manifestation of it, but the real transaction for victory, all right, is there, okay? Because to carry out the instructions are very easy. What he will ask you to do is very simple. Launch out into the deep, cast the net on the right-hand side. Simple instruction, a child can do it. That's why he said, except you come as a little child, a child can obey the instructions, all right, of God concerning, all right, the kingdom of God and manifested his power on the earth. But then he got to that place, on whose side are you? And I've seen this in my life. I've also seen it, all right, in the lives of people as a pattern. Before you have 
great victory in anything. You are pre what will precede that will be some conflict situation between you and an individual or group of people or something there where, you know, God asks you to surrender your own rights, to surrender, you know, you believe that you are right and they are wrong, and God asks you to surrender that, that I'm not coming here, right, to be on your side, all right, or, to, you know, I was talking to a friend about something that was going on somewhere, and I said, look, I think this person is being controlled by, we're talking about something, something, all right, nation, and he said, then let us pray, all right, that that thing be, I said, look, how do we know that it's not part of God's will for this person to act in this way for the purpose of God to be fulfilled? Things don't have to happen your own way, all right? You might be skipped in a promotion process twice for the will of God to come to pass in your life. Okay, are you following what I'm saying here? Where you feel is it, are you for us or against? You are in that kind of conflict situation where people are treating you in a way you perceive that they are wrong and that you are right, right? And, and so you are saying to God in prayer, you know, God is like, you come and fight for me, you know, these are my adversaries, you know, you're on my side, you know, and they are wrong and I'm right. And God says, look, my friend, I'm not coming here to take sides. I'm coming here to find who is going to cross over to my own side. Who, who is going to come to my side? Who will surrender his own rights in that situation there and find out what is on my heart? And, and your ability to surrender your rights. In fact, I believe one of the biggest acts of worship is to let go, to give up your rights and to forgive people in the midst of something, all right, and just worship and say, God, what is it? Because let me tell you this. If you have conflict situations with people, all right, they treat you wrong and all of that, somewhere I've seen that, right, those people eventually will be part of your life in future. And, and you have to be careful the way you handle it. Joseph's brothers, you know, uh, God just showed me something. He said, I'm the one who says, my rain falls on the grateful and on the unthankful. My rain falls on the evil and on the righteous. Now he says, if you try to stop my blessing from reaching the ungrateful, you will stop that blessing from coming into your life at all. If you are trying to block the rain from falling on the person that shouldn't get it by your own perception, then what you are going to do is to hinder that rain. And if you go to James, you see there, it says, bear no grudge. It says, because you are waiting for that latter rain there. It says, hold no grudge. The judge stands at the door. So it's important that, all right, you give up. And, and it says, vengeance is mine. So you surrender. It's an act there. I mean, Joseph's brothers treated him wrong, but when Joseph became, all right, prime minister in court, his brothers were sent back by God, and they got into positions, all right, based on that. And God was saying, what simply happened was, I sent you ahead to preserve them, all right? So if he was vindictive and refused to allow his brothers in, the purpose of God will not have been fulfilled, all right? They took the, um, um, Isaac's father's wealth from him, 
But later on when Isaac broke through, they came in and said, let's come into a covenant. We have seen that God, he wasn't. So you surrender God has something massive, all right, beyond all of that strife, beyond all that. When I look back to in school when, you know, I was going through something. And when I look back today at the situation and look now, all right, I, I mean, I have not much, but, but I look back and I say, so what, what was just petty? Something, I mean, and you could die in the process. You could get into bitterness and, and kill everything. Right? But if you turn to God and you yield, and it tells us, I know Nigerians don't like this gospel, but it is what Jesus said. Jesus said, all right, put up Luke chapter, the gospel we like is to cause the enemy to die. All right? And you don't know that if the enemy dies, your destiny dies with the enemy. I'm telling you this. Are you following what I'm saying here? Who did you see that Jesus killed in his ministry? The Pharisees were following him around everywhere. We never heard any record that the Pharisees died the next morning. They were doing what they were doing because it helped to bring about. My friend, you need a Judas or else the will of God will be fulfilled in your life. If everybody treats you right, you're not going to get ahead because it is written concerning you that you shall be betrayed. So if everybody loves you, nobody's ready to betray you. Everybody around you is like Peter. You will be where you are for the rest of your life. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.